Time and health are two precious assets that we don't recognize and appreciate until they have been depleted. Hey, girlfriends, welcome back to episode 10 of the Girlfriend Next Door podcast. I'm your host, Didi. So you guys, at first, want to start off by apologizing with this episode taking so long for me to put up. As you all know, I've been focusing on my own health journey, as well as working on my life coaching slash health coaching business. You know, I've been behind the scenes trying to figure out exactly what I'm doing, where I'm going, trying to work on myself. And if you are a business owner, or I feel like even if you're just creating change in your life, you know, it's a lot of work. And so I've just been really busy trying to maneuver through, you know, these new charted waters, but you know, I'm doing it and I'm just, you know, I'm really happy to be back with another episode. I love talking and sharing my message with you all. And, you know, the obesity topic is one that really hits home for me as I am currently morbidly obese, which I will reference throughout this podcast um, episode. And it's just a conversation that I feel like that needs to be had and needs to be honest. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. And let's continue discussing um, obesity. So first, I want to start off with defining exactly what is obesity or how it's defined in medical terms. So obesity is classified as a medical condition that happens when someone has excessive amount of body fat, aka you have too much fat or more fat than you have muscle in your body. Now, I do understand we are in the middle of a pandemic and I mean, I feel like we're still in the middle of the pandemic, but we are also coming off of a lot of the restrictions, the social distancing, the mask mandates. So last year when the pandemic first started, and I think throughout all of last year and even into this year, a lot of us were turning to comfort food to cope with all that was going on. And now that the restrictions are being lifted, now that the mask mandates are, you know, no longer in many states, a lot of us are not social distancing. So we're gathering, we're meeting with people. And what are we doing in these social events or these social environments? We're eating because, you know, now we're seeing people, we're celebrating. And in American society, a lot of us celebrate through food. So we're eating and we're still using food and oftentimes and not unhealthy food as either a coping mechanism or a, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? A reward, right? We're, we're, or we are rewarding ourselves from surviving COVID coming out of the pandemic, you know, mingling with people through food. You know, I, for one, from last year of March, 2020 up until May, 2021, I gained over 30 pounds. And if there's nothing else that we need to take from COVID and what has happened, I think that we all can agree that now more than ever, we need our health. Our health is our wealth. And when it comes to the obesity topic, honestly, as I said earlier, I feel like the conversation surrounding obesity and poor health is a very dishonest one. 
A lot of us are walking around two meals shy of developing diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and other chronic conditions that are totally avoidable if we, you know, eat healthy, stop overeating, exercise, get our bodies movement, and just overall take care of ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically. But right now we're focusing more on the physical aspect of taking care of ourselves. Before we go any further, I want to preface this by saying let's not get nuanced today and in this episode and in the obesity discussion overall about exactly what, how do we classify obesity? Yes, there are people who have type 1 diabetes. Yes, there are people who are dealing with other chronic conditions that affect their weight and their hormones, you know, such as PCOS, uh, if you have an autoimmune disease, hyperthyroidism, maybe you're on steroids, all of that can very well, or if you're dealing with uh, debilitating uh, disease like cancer, all of that can and will affect your health. And those things are out of your control. We are not discussing those type of ailments. We are simply talking about those of us who are able-bodied and who lack control and what we put in our mouths, we lack exercise, okay? And those two things combined with not physically taking care of ourselves or putting our health as a priority can have an often poor, negative, and sometimes even fatal effect on us, on our health. And if you don't get to the point where it becomes fatal, it severely impacts your health. You become overweight or you can become obese or like myself, you can find yourself in the morbidly obese category. We all know very well if we are healthy. You know very well if you are exercising. You know very well if you are eating healthy food day in and day out. Or even if your diet is 90% healthy and then you have the 10% moderation of treats or whatever that may look like. And I feel like we don't have this honest conversation until someone's health gets to a point where it's out of control or they may very well be knocking on death's door. How many of us watched the show My 600 Pound Life? And I'm referencing this because I want to give an example of exactly what I'm talking about. I can guarantee you at some point, all of us have seen that show and we've seen at least one to two episodes. And I know all of us have had these thoughts when we watch this show. How can they let themselves get that bad, right? You know, the the overconsumption, the excessive consumption of food that they eat in a day. You know, the enablers that bring them the food, right? How could these people still be feeding these individuals, seeing how grotesquely overweight they are? How could they allow themselves to get that overweight? What happened? Why wasn't something done when they were at a, a a certain point, right? Before they got to where they're at. So we all have these questions, right? Why do they eat so much? And I think we have to realize that at one point, yes, they were 300 pounds, 400 pounds, 500 pounds, 600 pounds. But the problem is, is that a lot of us don't like to deal with the issue when it is at a manageable level or is it at a minute level? A lot of us don't want to hear and or have this conversation 
And then by the time you want to have this conversation, there's a lot of damage that is sometimes cannot be fixed. And this is what I mean that this conversation has to be had way and long before we get to that point. Imagine if they had a My 300 Pound Life show. How many of us would probably be on that show? We have to understand that poor health starts from somewhere. Obesity just doesn't show up overnight. It's a gradual process. And it's the result of not eating properly, overly eating, lack of exercise, and not taking care of yourself or ourselves. Okay? Something needs to be done before we get to this point. And as we can clearly see, the obesity epidemic in this country is getting worse by the day. And I'm going to keep stressing this that we cannot wait to have this conversation. This conversation needs to be had now. We have to be honest about the state of our health and be okay with making the necessary changes. Your health matters. What you eat matters. Exercising matters. Preventative health matters. Obesity can affect more than just your weight. It can affect your dental health. We all know that too much sugar can, sugar can also cause cavities. And dental work isn't cheap. Acid reflux. If you've ever had an acid reflux flare-up or chronic acid reflux flare-ups, that is very damaging to your esophagus and your throat. And it can damage, as I said, very damaging to that area. So that can cause barrett esophagus, which can lead to, God forbid, esophageal cancer. I mean, and if you've ever had an acid reflux flare-up, you know it's very, very painful. The burning, the shortness of breath, the stomach ache. Another issue that comes with being obese in the gastrointestinal area is hiatal hernias. And if you don't know what a hiatal hernia is, that's when your stomach pushes up into your diaphragm area and into your esophagus. I have an, a, um, a, a hiatal hernia. Sorry, that was a tongue twister. And one of the contributing factors in hiatal hernias is obesity. Because why? The pressure that is being placed on your stomach. Obesity can affect your mental health, your self-esteem, your confidence, how you feel about yourself. It can diminish your quality of life. It affects the longevity of your life. Because now if you're unhealthy, you maybe you're not moving as fast as you should be moving. You're more bed bound. You're more house bound. You know, it can affect the quality of your life in terms of maybe you're so big that you can barely walk. We, I've seen it time and time again. I mean, there's so many things that obesity can do to our health and definitely in the long term. And I mean, the list, it goes on and on. And we would be here all night if I went through everything. You guys get my drift. And when I'm having this conversation, I'm also talking to myself because as I said earlier, obesity is affecting me in a very negative way right now. You know, there's no reason I should be classified as morbidly obese. There's nothing healthy about being almost 300 pounds, especially not for someone of my height, and I'm 5'4 for reference. 
You know, my whole life, I've never been the healthy girl. I've never been taught the importance of exercising, eating healthy, and just overall taking care of my physical health. And so my weight has always been this constant up and down yo-yoing effect. And I'm sure many of us can relate to that yo-yoing up and down effect of our weight. But as I said earlier, and I'm going to keep beating a dead horse, we have to be honest about the state of our health. That's the only way we're going to make it better. If you know better, then you have to do better. And part of doing better is being honest about where you currently are. You don't need unhealthy food. You want unhealthy food. You don't exercise because you don't have the time. You don't exercise because it's not a priority to you. We make time for the things that are important to us. You are not the only busy person out there. I am not the only busy person out there and neither are you. And I am not talking about, and it's actually irksome when people do this, when they compare their time to Beyonce. Beyonce is not the average person. Beyonce has a bunch of maids and nannies and assistants and everything in between. When I say you're not the only busy person out there, I am referencing the average American Joe Schmo down the block. There is someone out there in your exact situation whose health is a priority to them, okay? And they make time to exercise and eat healthy and still do all the things. It can be done. I always find people or women specifically who are like myself, who are homeschooling moms, stay-at-home moms, whose health is a priority to them, who are fit and they're healthy and they eat healthy and they exercise. I use that as inspiration so that it leaves me less room for excuses because if this person is in, in a same similar situation or even a what I would consider maybe they have more children than I do, right, situation. If they can make the time and they can get it done, so can I. You have to find someone who's in your exact or similar situation who's doing what you said cannot be done because it can be done. You have the power to change. We are more powerful than we allow ourselves to be. I feel like the other side and problem with obesity is that it is being glorified. And I think it's through many avenues, such as the body positivity movement. In my unpopular opinion, it has become very toxic. You know, a lot of times when movements start and as they pick up in popularity, the original message gets lost in translation. The movements become very watered down. You should absolutely love yourself at any stage you're in. I'm a huge advocate for self-love, but, and there's a big but... That includes loving yourself enough to be healthy. You know, this whole mindset that you should just love yourself and then that's it and accept everything without creating any change in you can lead to a toxic mindset. You know, I for one fell into this mindset of I'm going to love my body and just going to accept it how it is and that's it and it is what it is. And no, that's not always healthy in my unpopular opinion. That mindset can lead to a very skewed way of viewing your health. You can absolutely love yourself and still want to create change for the betterment of yourself. Loving yourself to be the best version of yourself encompasses filling your body with nutritious foods, enjoying treats in moderation, 
exercising. Our bodies are meant for movement. Loving yourself goes beyond a look. It's also a feeling. And part of that feeling is giving your body what it needs to function on its optimal highest level. The flip side to that is diet culture, which was supposed to be like the body positivity movement positive, right? To to reinforce healthy habits. And in my opinion, diet, diet culture has become very toxic as well. You know, I feel like it definitely preys on the microwave mentality that has developed in this American society where everyone wants a quick fix. We want oven food with a microwave and it's just just not it's not going to happen. There are a lot of quick fixes that are not healthy and sustainable in the age of social media. You have a lot of frauds pushing false claims, altering photos, you know, making their body seem something that they're not or claiming that they were exercising to get this body shape and it's just such a lot of false you know, claims. And it's really sad that it's the diet culture has been turned into what it is today. I feel like the snapback culture that's geared towards pregnant women, you know, how small or flat can your stomach look after a baby? And how quickly can you look like you you didn't have a baby in a few weeks after you literally just grew and house and birth a whole human being like that is so unhealthy. There is nothing healthy about the snapback culture. It is unrealistic. 90% of women, if not higher, are not going to snap back right away. It probably would take the average woman about a year to fully get back to where she is. And that depends on many factors. Is she breastfeeding, right? Is she as active? Is she suffering from postpartum depression? So many things that go into postpartum care and having a baby and, you know, the unrealistic expectations of a woman's body just snapping back to the way it was pre-pregnancy. Most women, especially if they've had multiple children, body sometimes actually never goes back to the way that it used to be. You actually, your hips may get wider, your breasts may stay a certain size. So, I mean, this whole snapback culture is very toxic and it feeds into this diet culture and it's just it's it's horrible the what waist culture right where the small itty bitty corset waist culture that is also unrealistic you know a lot of women are to to make themselves smaller they're they're wearing these corsets because they don't want a stomach they don't want a little bit of flab they want this tight i mean i don't know it's just really toxic and it's unrealistic And I feel like all of these tie into the whole diet culture, right? So you don't want to eat healthy. There's not, you know, that whole quick fix. And so we're not really honing in on the activities that are going to be sustainable, healthy for the long term. We're all, we're all about the short term and the quick fixes. The truth is, is weight loss, healthy weight gain. Those of us who are really skinny and need to gain weight. And health in general is a journey. It takes time. It needs to be sustainable. This is a lifestyle, not a quick fix. Your health is your wealth and it needs to carry you until your last breath. And we really need to get into the habit of filtering out what's going to enhance you in a positive and healthy way. 
Obesity is a real growing problem and we are now facing an obesity and a morbid obesity epidemic that is on the rise. And it's getting worse, as I said earlier, by the day. So I want to shift gears here and just give some uh, stats about the obesity epidemic in the United States. So as of 2020, one out of every three adult is classified as obese. Every U.S. state has at least 20% of their population that's considered obese. 71.6% of adults in the United States are overweight. 300,000 people are dying a year from obesity or obesity-related complications. 15 million adults are classified as morbidly obese, and that is a category that I do fall into. In 2017 to 2018, 14.4 million children between the ages of 2 and 19 were considered obese or had the prevalence of obesity. Black women have the highest rate of obesity. Four out of five African-American women are either obese or overweight. And the reason why I'm really honing in on black women because I myself am a black female. And I believe when it comes to the morbidly obese category, I believe it's one out of five women or black women are considered morbidly obese. And this is really scary. 14.4 million children. Children cannot feed themselves. They're being fed this. And again, it's just these cultures. It's just the dishonest conversations. And you all can Google the numbers, you know, and and if you don't believe me, you can look around. I was in a supermarket and I think I counted out of 15 people, only three visibly, because obviously I don't know what someone's body looks like internally, but we're discussing obesity specifically, not people who are thin, unhealthy. 12 of those people out of the 15 were visibly obese, not even overweight, visibly obese. Some even morbidly obese. Do you know that it's being predicted by 2030 that one in two adults will be obese? Like we've jumped past the overweight category and now we're into obese. In the United States, to say how scary that is, the medical cost, the amount of people that are going to die is just astronomical. I mean, it it really is. And I say all this to say we have to do better as a society and as an individual. I can tell you guys from experience (laughs) as someone who was, you know, obese, now that I'm morbidly obese, healthy, being obese and morbidly obese is no fun. I am literally a shell of myself. And before May, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And a lot of it was my denial. I was too ignorant about just how bad I let my health get. And honestly, a lot of us are. We don't want to have this conversation about the state of our health. But whatever the reason is, your health is not where you want it to be. Just know that you have the power to change that. Change is hard, but so is staying the same.
Okay, losing weight is hard, so is being morbidly obese. Filling my body with junk food is hard, just as um, eating unhealthy food. Okay, because when I eat unhealthy food, I don't feel bad after. When I eat junk food, I feel crummy, I feel weighed down, I feel, I feel it all. There are so many days where, you know, I want to give up. There's going to be days where you may want to give up. But we can do hard things. We just have to choose our hard I'm currently battling food addiction. I have a child with special needs. I'm homeschooling. I suffer from anxiety, depression. I'm trying to run businesses. I got my podcast. I'm juggling my married life. And the list goes on. We all have something going on. But your health is the only thing that is going to be able to carry you through the good and the bad that is going on in your life. You have one body, and when that your heart stops and it stops beating, that is it. Okay, we all want to live, I am sure, a very long, abundant life. So let's start with being the best, healthiest versions of ourselves. Your health is your wealth. That is my motto, and I'm going to stick by it. And you don't have to start with these huge changes Okay, you start small because the small changes will eventually lead and it will snowball into massive change. Okay, because this is a journey. This is for a lifetime. This is not where you lose weight and then that's it. Or you get healthy for a day and that's it. No, this is going to be a lifestyle. This is your life. Your life is literally dependent upon how healthy you are. And we all deserve to live a life that is healthy and fulfilling. So that's all I have for you today, girlfriends. Join me next time in episode 11 as we continue the obesity conversation. As always, be bold, be purposeful, and be you.